0: Hey fam, I am back. This is part three. We are still pleading the blood of Jesus. We are still covered in the blood of Jesus. We are binding up principalities and evil demons and demonic spirits that are trying to come up against this word. We are casting them down and setting fire to them in the name of Jesus by the blood of Jesus. And let's just get started fam. So let's go to Isaiah Chapter 4. Okay. In that day, so few men will be left that seven women will fight for each man, saying, Let us all marry you. We will provide our own food and clothing. Only let us take your name so we won't be mocked as old maids a promise of restoration but in that day the branch of the Lord okay remember Isaiah 11 was talking about the branch so go back to the last podcast and listen to it and also read Isaiah 11 and compare it with Isaiah 4 will be beautiful and glorious the fruit of the land will be the pride and glory of all who survive in Israel all who remain in Zion will be a holy people, those who survived the destruction of Jerusalem and are recorded among the living. The Lord will wash the filth from beautiful Zion and cleanse Jerusalem of its bloodstains with the hot breath of fiery judgment. Then the Lord will provide shade for Mount Zion and all who assembles there. He will provide a canopy of cloud during the day, and smoke and flaming fire at night, covering the glorious land. It will be a shelter from daytime heat and a hiding place from storms and rain. So go back to Psalms 91 for these verses. For like the bottom, this is, go back to Psalms 91. Okay? So, where are you leading me go to? It. All right, let's go to Revelations 3. Let's go to where it says, it's still verse one, but let's go to where it says, I know all the things you do and that you have a reputation of being alive, but you are dead. Wake up, strengthen your little remains for, for even what is left is almost dead. I find that your actions do not meet the requirements of my God. Go back to what you heard and believe at first, hold to it firmly Repent and turn to me again. If you don't wake up, I will come to you suddenly, as unexpected as a thief. The Lord will give his people warning after warning after warning after warning. Won't he? Yet there are some in the church of Sardis, I'm sorry, y'all, who have not soiled their clothes with evil. They will walk with me in white, for they are worthy. All who are victorious will be clothed in white. I will never erase their names from the book of life, but I will announce before my father and his angels that they are mine. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Okay, now it says, write this letter to the angel of the church in Philadelphia. This is the message from the one who is holy and true, the one who has the key to David, what he opens no man can close, and what he closes, no one can open. I know all things you do, and I have opened a door for you that no one can close. You have little strength, yet obeyed my words and did not deny me. Look, I will force those who belong to Satan's synagogue, those liars who say that they are Jews but are not, to come out and bow down at your feet. They will acknowledge that you are the ones I love. Family, He's doing something big. He's telling you in this. He's doing something big. Repent and turn away. Because you have obeyed my commands to persevere. I will protect you from the great time of testing that will come upon the whole world to test those who belong to this world. I am coming soon. Hold on to what you have so that no one will take away your crown. All who are victorious will become pillars in the temple of my God and will never have to leave it. And I will write on the name of my God and they will be citizens in the city of my God. The new Jerusalem that comes down from the heaven from my God. And I also will write on them my new name. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Family, remember We are the church. Okay, fam? We're the church. Write this letter to the angel of the church in Laodicea. This is the message from the one who is the Amen, the faithful and true witnesses, the beginning of God's new creation. I know all the things you do, that you are neither hot nor cold. Okay, so he's talking about lukewarm Christians. I wish that you were one or the other, but since you are like lukewarm water, neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. You say I am rich. I have everything I want. I don't need a thing. And you don't realize that you are wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. So I advise you to buy gold from me, gold that has been purified by fire, the one then you will be rich. Also buy white garments from me so you will not be ashamed by your nakedness. An ointment for your eyes so you will be able to see. I correct and discipline everyone I love. So be diligent and turn from your indifferences. I'm sorry, my Bible went big. On my phone. Hold on for him. Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and we will share a meal together as friends. Those who are victorious will sit with me on the throne, just as I was victorious and sat with my father on his throne. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and be under- and understand what he is saying to the churches. Family, this is not a time to be lukewarm. Okay. Let me go to this. Hold on, family. I'm gonna get this Bible verse. You know, I I gotta look it up. Go to Second Peter chapter two, verse twenty-one. And that says let's start okay, Family, I'm sorry. Let's start at verse twenty. And when people escape from their wickedness of the world by knowing our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and then get tangled up and enslaved by sin again they are worse off than before it would be better if they had never known the way to righteousness than to know it and reject it the command they were given to live a holy life they proved the truth of this proverb a dog returns to his vomit another that says a washed pig returns to the mud we we, we broke down this parable because you know it says as a fool will return to his own foolishness, as a washed pig would return to a mud, as a dog returns to his vomit. We already talked about this, family. Go back a couple episodes, we talked about this. Um, so, listen, it's better for you to not have known the way than to know the way, and then you choose to reject it. We cannot live lukewarm lives. You cannot be lukewarm. You're either hot or you're cold. You're either on the good side or you're on the evil side. There's no in-between. Because to make yourself a friend with the world makes you an enemy of God. Okay. Well, hold on. let's go to... Let's go to this. First James. That's the first James. I'm sorry. James chapter 1, verse 8. Family, y'all already know. I'm trying to be the realest I can be. (laughs) And I'm typing, going on. Listen, ain't no excuse. The truth will prevail. It says, their loyalty is divided between God and the world, and they are unstable in everything they do. Okay, family? So, I encourage people to go back and read James chapter 1, the full thing. But I just wanted to pull that out. You know? But also, here goes another one. Hold on. Let's go to James 4 4. You adulterers, don't you realize realize that friendship with the world makes you an enemy of God? I say it again. If you want to be the friend of the world, you make yourself an enemy of God. Do you think the scriptures have no meaning? They say God is passionate that the spirit he has placed within us should be faithful to him. And he gives grace generously. As the scripture says, God oppresses. He opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. So humble yourselves before God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Come close to God, and God will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, for your loyalty is divided between God and the world. Let there be tears for what you have done. Let there be sorrow and deep grief. Let there be sadness instead of laughter, gloom instead of joy. Humble yourself before the Lord and he will lift you up in honor. Listen, he wants you to reign with him, but you gotta humble yourself. You, 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 Your loyalty cannot be divided. You cannot be a friend of the world and think you're going to be reigning with the Lord. You can't do both. You can't have good and evil. I know people wanna be like, but we 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 are sinners we're not perfect but yes but the thing with Christ he gives you new mercy each morning he gives you new opportunities to do it right each day okay let's go to Ezekiel 22 The sins of Jerusalem. Now this message came to me from the Lord, son of man. Are you ready to judge Jerusalem? Are you ready to judge the city of murderers publicly? Publicity? No, publicly, I'm sorry. denounce announce her detestable sins and give her this message from the sovereign Lord. Oh, city of murderers, doomed and damned, city of idols, Filthy and foul. "'You are guilty because of the blood you have shed. "'You are defiled because of the idols you have made. "'Your day of destruction has come. "'You have reached the end of your years. "'I will make you an object of mockery throughout the world. O infamous city filled with confusion. "'You will be mocked by people far and near. "'Every leader in Israel who lives within your walls "'is bent on murder.' Fathers and mothers are treated with contempt. Foreigners are forced to pay for protection. Orphans and widows are wronged and oppressed among you. You despise my my holy things and violate my Sabbath days of rest. People accuse others falsely and send them to their death. You are filled with idol worshipers and people who do obscene things. Men sleep with their father's wives and force themselves on women who are menstruating. Within your walls live men who commit adultery with their neighbor's wives, who defile their daughter in laws or who rape their own sisters. They are hired murderers, lone racketeers, and extortioners everywhere. They never even think of me and my command, says the sovereign Lord. But now I clap my hands in indignation over your dishonest gain and bloodshed. How strong and courageous will you be in the day of reckoning? I, the Lord, have spoken, and I will do what I said. I will scatter you among the nations and purge you of your wickedness. And when I have been dishonored among the nations because of you, you will know that I am the Lord. The the Lord's Refining Furnace then this message came to me from the Lord, son of man, the people of Israel are the worthless slang that remains after silver is smelted. They are the drost that is left over, a useless mixture of copper, tin, iron, and lead. So tell them, this is what the sovereign Lord says, because of all your worthless slang, I will bring you to my crucible in Jerusalem. Just as silver, copper, iron, lead, and tin are melted in the fir- in a furnace, I will melt you down in the heat of my fury. Mm. I will gather you together and blow the fire of my anger upon you, and you will melt like the silver in the furnace of heat. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have poured out my fury on you. Mm-mm-mm. Mm-mm-mm. It, listen, which side we want to be on on a good and terrible day? Okay. The sins of Israel's leaders. Again, a message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, give the people of Israel this message. In the day of my indignation, you will be like a polluted land, a land without rain. Your princes plot conspiracies just as lions stalk their prey. They devour innocent people, seizing treasures and extorting wealth. They make many widows in the land. I, your priests are vital, have violated my instructions and defiled my holy things. Mm, 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 mm. Hold on. We're going to stay right here. You know what? Let's just keep going. Let's just keep going. We're going to go back to that in a minute. And they do not teach my people the difference between what is ceremonially clean and unclean. They disregard my Sabbath day so that I am dishonored among them. Your leaders are like wolves who tear apart their victims. They actually destroy people's lives for money. And your prophets cover up for them by announcing false visions and making lying predictions. They say, my message is from the sovereign Lord. When the Lord has, hasn't spoken a single word to them. We was just talking about the Lord saying him being slandered. We were just talking about that. Even common people oppress the poor, rob the needy, and deprive foreigners of justice. I looked for someone who might rebuild the wall of righteousness that guards the land. I searched for someone to stand in the gap in the wall so I wouldn't have to destroy the land, but I found no one. So now I will pour out my fury on them, consuming them with the fire of my anger. I will heap on their heads the full penalty for all their sins. I, the sovereign Lord, have spoken listen lord what's next hi uh, bye there Let's go to Jeremiah 16, verse five. So Jeremiah 16, starting at verse five. This is what the Lord says. Do not go to the funerals to mourn and show sympathy for those people. For I have removed my protection and peace from them. I have taken away my unfailing love and my mercy. Both the great and lowly will die in this land. No one will bury them. Or mourn for them, their friends will not cut themselves in sorrow or shave their heads in sadness. No one will offer a meal to comfort those who mourn for the dead, not even at the death of a mother or father. No one will send a cup of wine to console them, and do not get to their feast, and do not go to their feasts and parties. Do not eat and drink with them at all, for this is what the Lord of heaven armies, the God of Israel says. In your own lifetime, before your very eyes, I will put an end to the happy singing and laughter in this land. The joyful voices of bridegrooms and brides will no longer be heard. When you tell the people all the things they they will ask, why has the Lord decreed such terrible things against us? What have we done to deserve such treatment? What is our sin against the Lord our God? Then you will give them the Lord's reply, It is because your ancestors were unfaithful to me. They worship other gods and serve them. They abandoned me and did not obey my word. And you are even worse than your ancestors. You stubbornly follow your own evil desires and refuse to listen to me. So I will throw you out of this land and send you into a foreign land where you and your ancestors have been. There you can worship idols day and night and I will grant you no favors. But the time is coming, says the Lord, when people who are taking an oath will no longer say, As surely as the Lord lives, who rests with the people from Israel, the land of Egypt, instead they will say, As surely as the Lord lives, who brought the people of Israel back to their land from the land of north, from all the countries to which He had exiled them, for I will bring them back to the land that I gave to their, that I gave their ancestors, but now I am sending. For many fishermen who will catch them, says the Lord. I am standing for hunters who will hunt them down in the mountains, hills, and caves. I am watching them closely and I see every sin. They cannot hope to hide from me. I will double their punishment for all their sins. Because they have defiled my land with lifeless images of their their detestable gods. And have filled my territory with evil deeds. Listen. We need to begin to look. Jeremiah, he was woke because listen, he went to pray, He went in prayer after he heard this. Lord, you are my strength and my fortress, my refuge in the day of trouble. Nations from around the world will come to you and say, "Our ancestors left us a foolish heritage, for they worship worthless idols." Can people make their own gods? These are not real gods at all. The Lord says, "Now I will show them my power. Now I will show them my might." At last, they will know and understand that I am God. Family. Family. Let's read this part again. Listen. Lord, you are my strength and my fortress, my refuge in the day of trouble. Nations from around the world will come to you and say, Our ancestors left us a foolish heritage, for they they worship worthless idols. Can people make their own gods? These are the real gods. These are not real gods at all. The Lord says, now I will show them my power. Now I will show them my might. At last, they will know and understand that I am the Lord. Family, people are going to be running back to the kingdom. People are going to be throwing their false gods on the ground and be running into, their, into the kingdom, okay? We have to be ready. The Lord told me before I even turned this on, he said to tell them, stop with the woe is me. Stop with the woe is me. It's time to bring out the kingdom. Stop. No more woe is me. It's time to build the kingdom up. Let's go to um let's go to hold on for me. Let's go to John 10, starting at verse seven. I tell you the truth. I am the gate for the sheep. All who came before me were thieves and robbers, but the true sheep did not listen to them. Do you get how just back it said that um when we was just reading, just when we was just reading how they, he said that they are going to know that I'm, I'm the Lord and they're going to say that their ancestors left them, like worthless idols, basically. He's saying right here, all who came before me were thieves and robbers, but the true sheep did not listen to them. Yes, I am the gate. Those who come in through me will be saved. They will come and go freely and will find good pastures. The thief's purpose purpose is to kill, steal, and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd sacrifices his life for the sheep. A hired hand will run when he sees a wolf coming. He will abandon the sheep because they don't belong to him and he isn't their shepherd. And so the wolf attacks them and scatters the flock. The hired hand runs away because he's working only for the money and doesn't really care about the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own sheep and they know me. People's gods are about to abandon them. And when I say gods, lowercase g gods, they're about to abandon them, okay? So then it takes us to the next book. Hold on. Let's go to, hold on family. Matthew 13. Let's start at 24, verse 24. So Matthew 13, verse 24. Here's another story Jesus told. The kingdom of heaven is like a farmer who planted good seed in his field. But that night as the workers slept, his enemy came and planted weeds among the wheat, then slipped away. When the crop began to grow up and produce the grain, weeds also grew. The farmer's workers went to, went to him and said, sir, the field where you have planted the good seeds is full of weeds. Where did they come from? An enemy has done this, the farmer exclaimed. Should we pull out the weeds, they asked? No, he replied. You'll uproot the wheat if you do. Let let both grow together until the harvest. Then I will tell the harvesters to sort out the weeds, tie them into bundles, burn them, and put the wheat in the barn. Family, it's going to be the great harvest of souls. Okay? People are going to be running into the kingdom. We are in harvest. It's ripe. Let's go. Hold on, fam. Give me a moment. Where do you want this to go? Hold up, fam. Just give your girl a second. Let's read Revelation 14 starting at verse 14. Then I saw a white cloud and seated on the clouds was someone like the son of man. He had a gold crown on his head and a sharp sickle in his hand. Then another angel came from the temple and shouted to the one sitting on the cloud, 'Swing swing the sickle for the time of harvest has come. The crop on earth is ripe. So the one sitting, on, he blows my mind in the name of Jesus. This is why I praise him, okay? I praise him because he's good. Oh, I praise him because he said he will never leave us nor forsake us. That's why I praise his name. Let's, let's read this again. Then another angel came from the temple and shouted to the one sitting on the cloud, swing the sickle for the time of the harvest has come. The crop on earth is ripe. So the one sitting on the cloud swung his sickle over the earth, and the whole earth was harvested. After that, another angel came from the temple in heaven and also had a sharp sickle. Then another angel, who had power to destroy with fire, came from the altar. He shouted to the angel with a sharp sickle, Swing your sickle now to gather the cluster of grapes from the vine of the earth, for they are ripe for judgment. So the angel swung his sickle over the earth and loaded the grapes into the great winepress of God's wrath. The grapes were trampled in the winepress outside the city, and the blood flowed from the winepress in the stream about 180 miles long as high as a horse's brindle. Oh, Jesus. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Let's hold on because I got to get the right book. Family, take these back. When you get off of here, go read these verses again. Okay? Listen, let's go back to John 15. I am the true vine, the true grapevine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit, and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit, so they will produce even more fruit. You have already been pruned and purified by the message I have given you. Remain in me and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine. And you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I am the vine and you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Anyone that does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want. and It will be granted. Family. Apart from him, we can do nothing. Let's go back to Revelations 14 real quick, family. It says, let's start right here. Swing your sickle now and gather the clusters of grapes from the vines of the earth, for they are ripe for judgment. So the angel swung the sickle, over the earth and loaded the grapes into the great winepress of God's wrath. The grapes were trampled in the winepress outside the city. And the blood flowed from the winepress in the stream about 180 miles. Family, he is the vine and we are the branches. His father cuts off any branch that doesn't produce fruit. What fruit is he talking Listen, grapes, he said they're going to be crushed like, like in a wine press. They weren't producing fruit. Repent, get out the woe is me. The harvest is ripe. Okay, let's go to one more verse. And then we're going to go to, uh, this probably going to be a part four. We have, we have part three now. This probably going to be a part, a part four. Let's go to Matthew 9. The need for workers. Jesus traveled. This is. Matthew 9, starting at verse 35. Jesus traveled through all the towns and villages of that area, teaching in the synagogues and announcing the good news about the kingdom. And he healed every kind of disease and illness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were confused and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. He said to his disciples, the harvest is great, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest to ask him to send more workers into the field. The harvest is ripe. We have to get out here and save these souls. People's gods are about to abandon them, okay? God's about to move so big, okay? Big. 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 Lord, I want to just keep, we, I, we got more time, Lord. Let's just keep, you want me to keep flowing in spirit? You want to go to part four, Lord? What do you want, Lord? Okay. hold on here. I'm just I'm just trying to flow let's go to Ezekiel 21 the Lord's word of judgment listen didn't the angel say get the sickle it says, the Lord's sword of judgment. Then this message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, turn and face Jerusalem and prophesied against Israel. Hold on, family, because it's a chapter I need to write down. And I have to concentrate because I just heard the Lord say something. Okay. And tell, in her sanctuaries, tell her, this is what the Lord says. I am your enemy, O Israel, and I am about to unsheath my sword to destroy your people, the righteous and the wicked alike. Yes, I will cut off both the righteous and wicked. I will draw a sword against everyone in the land from south to north. Everyone in the world will know that I am the Lord. My sword is in my hand and will not return to its, its sheath until its work is finished. Son of man groan before the people, groan before, I ain't going to groan, y'all know I be extra, but I ain't going to be extra right now, groan before them with bitter anguish and a broken heart, when they ask, why are you groaning, tell them, I groan because of the terrifying news I have heard, listen, instead of my groaning, I yell out, repent to y'all, I yell out, plead the blood of Jesus, I yell out, turn from your wicked ways, that's what I'm yelling out to you guys, okay, that's the version of the groan, I do. When it comes true, the boldest heart will melt with fear. All strength will disappear. Every spirit will faint. Strong knees will become as weak as water. And the sovereign Lord says, it is coming. It is on its way. Then the Lord said to me, son of man, give the people this message from the Lord. A sword, a sword is being sharpened and polished. It's sharpened for terrible slaughter and polished to the flash like lightning. Now, will you laugh? Those far stronger than you have fallen beneath its power. Yes, the sword is now being sharpened and polished. It is being prepared for the executioner. Son of man, cry out and wail. Pound your thighs in anguish. For the sword will slaughter my people and their leaders. leaders. Everyone will die. It will put them all to the test. What chance do they have, says the sovereign Lord, Son of man, prophesy to them and clap your hands. Take the sword and and brandish twice, even three times to symbolize the great massacre. The great massacre facing them on every side. Let their hearts melt with terror for the sword glitter at every gate. It flashes like lightning and polished for slaughter. Oh, sword slash to the right, then slash to the left. Wherever you will, wherever you want, I too will clap my hands and I will satisfy my fury. I, the Lord, have spoken. You want me to keep going, Father? Okay, yes, let's keep going. Then this message came to me from the Lord Son of man, make a map and trace two routes on it for the sword of Babylon's king to follow. Put a signpost on the road that comes out of Babylon where the road forks into two. One road going to Ammon and its capital, Rabbah, and the other to Judah and fortify Jerusalem. The king of Babylon now stands at the fort. Uncertain to attack Jerusalem or Rabbah, he calls his magicians to take look for omens. They cast lots by shaking arrows from the quiver. They inspect the livers of animal sacrifices. The omen is right in his right hand, Jerusalem, Wait, the omen in his right hand says Jerusalem with battering rams. This soldier will go against the gate shouting for the kill. They will put up a siege tower and build ramps against the wall. The people of Jerusalem will think it is a false omen because of their treaty with Babylonians. But the king of Babylon will remind the people of their rebellion. Then he will attack and capture them. Therefore, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Again and again, you remind me of your sin and guilt. You don't even try to hide it. In everything you do, your sins are obvious for all to see. So now the time of your punishment has come. Oh, you corrupt and wicked prince of Israel. Your final day of reckoning is here. This is what the sovereign Lord says. Take off your jeweled crown for the old order changes. Now the lowly will be exalted and the mighty will be brought down." Destruction, destruction, I will surely destroy the kingdom. It will not be restored until the one appears until the one appears who has the right to judge it. Then I will hand it over to him and Now, Son of Man, prophesy concerning the Ammonites and their mockery. Give them this message from the sovereign Lord. A sword, a sword, is drawn for your slaughter. it is polished to destroy, flashing like lightning. Your prophets have given false visions, and your fortune-tellers have told lies. The sword will fall on the necks of the wicked, for whom the day of the final reckoning has come. Now return the sword to a sheath, for it, for in your own country, the land of your birth, I will pass judgment upon you. I will pour out my fury on you and a blow on you with the fire of my anger. I will hand you over to cruel men who are skilled in destruction. You will be fuel for the fire and your blood will be spilled in your own land. You will be utterly wiped out. Your memory lost to history. For I, the Lord, have spoken. Family, we read Joel chapter 2. Just stay in these chapters and allow the Lord to give it all to you. Okay? The harvest is here, and it is ripe, because judgment is coming, okay? People are going to see that their false gods cannot save them. Jesus is the only way to the Father. There's no other way. We just read that. Anyone that tries to come from from the sides, go through the sides, you know how you said the sides of the gate. They're they're thieves and robbers. Jesus is the only way through the Father. Family, minister to people. Allow the Lord to minister to you. Prepare them for the day of the Lord is upon us, okay? Tell them to be in repentance. Deplete the blood of Jesus. Tell them if they don't know Jesus to give their life to Jesus. Just tell them to ask the Lord to come into their heart. Tell them that they believe. Ask them to wash them wash them of their sins. Okay, family? Right now, it's not to be in woe, it is me. It's not time for that. Family, we will have a part four. I am going to... Yeah, we're just going to go over to part four. Because... We're just, we just going to go to part four, fam. There's not no because. I plead the blood of Jesus over you guys. I love you guys. I thank you so much. And that's in Jesus' mighty name. Stay in prayer. Stay in worship, family. I please Psalm 91 over all of you, Lord. And that's in Jesus' name. I love y'all. See you over there.